Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Men's Conference 2011. I'm Pastor Charles Shortino from Victory Church in Lethbridge. Everybody's having trouble with words tonight. I, I know. Well, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> and that voice was Pastor Morris Watson. How are you? I am doing well, Pastor Charles. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, good. I'm, thankfully, I do not have the same problem as uh, George Crothers, but yes. if he was here, yes. we could tease him about it. Well, there he is right over there, but uh, he's George. looking around. George, we're over here. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, we'll get to that's that our, one. That's <laughs> our, that was our paging system, that's by right. the way, folks. Right. <laughs> uh, now, um, how many months of prep, Pastor Morris, did go into this conference? Uh, about 31 years. <laughs> uh, Dr. George, uh, no. Dr. George, Pastor George, why don't you come over here? He, he needs you on the taller one there. Actually, uh, you know, we, we start planning like a year out or more, you know. So already I'm thinking about next year. Mm-hmm. As, and, you, uh, as you should. And, yeah, and so we were strategizing already about what we're going to do there. It's the 30th anniversary next year. So No way, wow. 30th anniversary of the Victory Men's Conference, yes. So we actually turn our clocks back an hour tonight, right? Yes, we turn our clocks back an hour, yes. And, uh, oh, George Crothers, there you are. Oh, how Pastor are you? George Crothers, how are you? <laughs> Thank you, Charles. Did you, did you get yours turned back? Not yet, but I'm working on it. <laughs> uh, we're waiting, Pastor Kelly. Now, uh, Dr. George started off the, the whole conference Friday yes, he night. he did, yeah. He did uh, talking about, um, well, basically the theme of the conference, which I have right here. Yes, Living Without living Limits. Living Without Limits, taken from Daniel 1132. Uh, one of the topics, one, oh, let me get this done here. Um, Acts 26, 19, I was d- not disobedient to the heavenly vision he's talking about. Paul the Apostle. Yes, exactly. And he quotes also Romans 1, 14 to 16, and he said, Paul made three great decisions based upon the heavenly vision. Do you remember what three they were? It's not a, like a pop quiz or anything. Oh, man. I can't remember them all. There's been too much stuff going on here. What did he say, Pastor George? I think we should get the tape. I think we should tape? get the tape. What is that? Get the tape. Pastor Kelly, how are you? Ah, doing great. <laughs> so we uh, were just teasing uh, George about turning our clocks back. And <laughs> we asked him if he got his turned back yet. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that would, but, well, all the guys would have heard that anyway. A moment so. we will never forget. So. No. Yes, it's and a moment in time for sure. In you t- on I'm YouTube, trying to I'm sure. wash it away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was, I was going exactly. to tweet that revelation. And we keep that. bringing it yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're just talking about the first session, pa- yeah. Pastor Kelly. Uh, where George talks about uh, Romans chapter 1, verses 14 and 16. Paul made three great decisions based upon the heavenly vision from Acts 26, 19. Do you remember the three? It's, not, it's not a pop quiz or anything. No, you know what? I don't think he ever got to them. Because right. I, I, I had my pen. I think the first one he said was I he got got ashamed of the gospel. He got, yeah, he got, he got a couple of yes. them. And I think he got and the first that's, one the one. that's the one that came out. And the other two. The other two, I, I had my pen ready. and I Yeah. yeah. yeah not on your iPad. Right. No, you didn't. No, no. <laughs> um, now, he also, let me quickly get my iPod, not iPad, Pascal. Uh, we are part of a team in a generational relay race. Mm-hmm. Uh, Took Judges 2, verse 10, when all. Uh, that generation had gathered to their fathers. Another generation arose after them that did not know the Lord, nor the work he had done for Israel. Now, we right. as men and pastors and fathers need to uh, kind of change that verse around for our kids. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting how, well, many of us, Pastor George, you brought your son. Oh, no, your son and a friend of his. Is right. that right? Pastor Kelly, you brought all three of your boys. 
Pastor Morris, you only have girls, so they're not allowed. I only have girls, yeah, so I couldn't bring them. But, uh, like, uh, Pastor Kelly, you brought up the fact that you talked about your message in a portion, I guess, to your boys beforehand. How did that go over? It was good. You know, what I I do is I actually take them on a weekend uh, trip when they turn 12. Uh, Take them out on... On a road trip, usually to West Edmonton Mall, we spend the weekend together and are in conversation, this type of conversation the entire weekend. Uh, it's very comfortable, and, and what it does is by doing it that way, uh, I make it as comfortable for them as possible because mm-hmm. that opens up the door for open conversation now forever and ever because we've just that's right we've already had it out we've talked about it it's not it's not an ashamed thing it's not a it's not something they're afraid to bring up and ask a question about because mm-hmm. we've we've went through it all that's so. right. Um, and that so it's that's probably the best way. Um, Sean Sean Burris mm-hmm. from uh, Edmonton. Edmonton. Yeah. Edmonton. He gave me a couple of questions for you, Pastor Kelly and, and George and Morris. Please feel free to join in. Uh, question was he he brought up uh, Psalm one nineteen eleven. Pastor Kelly, you brought up uh, your word have I hid in my heart so I may not sin against you. My body is not my own. I was bought with a price. The question was, what other scriptures we, can we memorize to help us battle the sexual sin? that pretty much every guy struggles with. Did anything come up in your mind yeah. like right away? Well, I think, I think <clears> the <throat> one that, um, you know, 1 Corinthians 6, uh, that's, the, that's the my body's not my own. That's, right. that's a great 619, one. Yeah, yeah. 619, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I think there's, um, man, there's a lot mm-hmm. that go through all the scriptures. There's, I think there's, there's ones in uh, so- Song of Solomon. Again, it's renewing your mind to thinking it God's way. So it's not, it's not always... You know, taking over the lust of the flesh and all. That yeah, it doesn't stuff. necessarily have it to deal with the flesh and sex. Doesn't have to deal with you that know. stuff. It has as mm-hmm. much as it has to do with renewing our mind yeah. to, uh, to to God's way of thinking. And and for me, one of the ones that sets me free is the one that I brought out in in uh, Genesis two, Genesis two verse seven, yes. where it says that man, we were made in His image. He That's He right. hand formed it. To me, that is a huge weapon mm-hmm. against all that because I'm going, man, I got to stay. With uh, according to my original created design, and stay fully human, and not get to, not <laughs> get right. to, not slip into the, into the just the body side of things. You know, That's the right. funny thing is when you brought up the fact that obviously, like, you went through cre- the creation story pretty much, and in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, well, I've heard this before, mm-hmm. right? But then you broke it down to where, like you said, we were hand formed when everything else was spoken. Yeah, that that I I was sitting right here, and I was. Blown, I never thought about and never even dawned on me the separation mm-hmm. between being spoken of to being formed. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. amazing. No, I've never great. thought about that. That was a really great revelation. I think with, uh, with Romans 12, 1 and 2 as well, right? Yep. Where he gets yep. at the end, he says that good and acceptable and perfect will of God, right? And when you break that down, there's the three components there, right? That, that good will of God. There is a good will for us mm-hmm. that if we focus on then we tend not to get into that negative will of self, right? Because yeah. we're focusing on the good will of God, and then That's there's true. the acceptable. What, what does God find acceptable? Yeah. You know, he has an acceptable will for my life. Yeah, that's right. And uh, good, acceptable, and perfect. There is a perfect will for me in mm-hmm. God. And that's really key, I think. And when, and of course, like you said earlier, all men struggle with this thing. They all think about it. It's, and you're right. The the estimates are like anywhere from every seven seconds to, 
you know, I remember the first time I heard that, a guy, uh, a speaker actually was up here, uh, was a, a couples conference, and he said, a man has a sexual thought approximately every seven seconds. And I remember my wife looking at me like, that explains it, you know? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I said, that I, makes don't, sense. I don't think I do. But, yeah. but the key, I think, is finding that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And, mm-hmm. and you only do that in his word, right, through a renewing. Right, and, and one of the like, way I, I grew up in, in the church, I was always taught that sex was you know just don't talk about it, don't think about it it's evil and and that did nothing it, and it did nothing for me did nothing for my friends and mm-hmm. and right. and you know the fear of that actually uh hindered um, my married life early early on because I, because to me I felt guilty the first time we had sex when I was married because I thought I've been taught so much that this is evil exactly. and I was like there's something wrong with that and it's not about stop thinking about it, it you know because that's unhuman and unnatural it's it's a matter of thinking about it God's way in the proper context in right? the proper context yeah absolutely. and I think for me um, something the Lord showed me years ago is there's a direct link in between Romans 7 and Romans 8. We look at Romans 7 and Romans 8 completely separate from each other, but sure. they're actually, they mm-hmm. actually collate and connect. It's a connecting and the connection, thought. The connection is Romans 8, 1 and 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no condemnation yeah. for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free right. from the law of sin and death. Is there exactly. a law of sin and death? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the law of the spirit of Christ working in me and through me through the power of his word sets me free from the previous two. Mm-hmm. Right. So the battle has always been in the law of sin and death. Yep. That's right. Okay. Yeah. From, from the beginning up to Christ, that's where the battle has been and raged. But now freedom comes through the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Right. So if we can get a hold of that and live in that, mm-hmm. and, over, and then I can overcome that battle. And no lo- actually, no longer is it a battle. I'm living free from that. That's right. That's okay? right. So even as we talk to the guys tonight, I mean, after a meeting tonight, the best thing to do is get in the altar and just weep and cry and, and <laughs> go over all your sin and your issues. Well, and, that, that's the MO, you know, right? That's the MO. And then you, and you, get, you get happy and you feel like, okay, I did that and the load's <laughs> off. And then, you know, it works for about two or three weeks, right? That's right. Yeah, Pastor that's right. Kelly? Yeah, that's right. But reality is we decided not we're going to do that tonight. That's we're right. gonna we're gonna live mm-hmm. in the third law tonight. Exactly. And we're gonna celebrate what the word says we already are, mm-hmm. and we're gonna celebrate what God has already done. And I don't know if you felt that from the stage, Charles, but you could feel it from the front row—the sense yeah. of freedom in guys and a deeper push into worship. And, and yes. I, I was, as we were going even in, mm-hmm. into here for you at the, that thing, I was like, "Wow, we pressed in." Deeper than we did at the beginning in worship. We did. I thought Be- the beginning was okay. It was pretty good. Was it was fantastic. It was, it was but really at good. that point, it was totally different. But the yeah. thing is, yeah. it was because we went in with freedom, mm-hmm. right? And that, That's and right. the shame was had been laid down. We we were able to press in, and I'm hoping that other guys caught that as much as as I did. That that we when we press in mm-hmm. uh, and we get that sense of freedom, the level of worship and 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 intimacy we have now with God exactly. is is enormous. The That's difference, right. and, even and the though <laughs> even though we know He knows, we know. He knows. Yeah, exactly. I think, exactly. I think we know that. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Right? Yeah, like well, obviously the portion in the chorus, um, um, to you our hearts are open, nothing yes. here is hidden. Yeah. Lord, and it, the focus not all of a sudden was on us, nothing here is hidden. You are our one desire. Yeah. Yep. Everything else is. Now, uh, Sean Burris also gave me another question. What do you, all three of you guys, Pastor Morris, Pastor Kelly, Pastor George, what do you guys think of the the aspect of installing let's say filtering software or accountability software is that just a uh, renewing of a habit or is it actually legitimate compared to let's say 
just like what you said, Pastor Kelly, about um, uh, I think it was Romans 12, 1, to give yourself as a living sacrifice. And at that point, there's obviously a start of a change. But what is the benefit of having that filtering software? Is it just a habit change or is it legitimate? What do you guys think? For me? Well, well, all three of you. Yeah. Okay, I, I like to speak to that okay. because I have filtering software mm-hmm. on my computer and uh, I have it uh, with my boys and we use it as a tool to keep us in line with what God says we already are. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, uh, you know, and even with filtering software, I mean, you can, you can overcome it. You can get around mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So everything there is a tool to assist you in your heart's desire. So first of all, the desire has to be there. So I tell guys all the time, you can put, you can lock up your computer, you can throw it away. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to change a thing because yeah. you just go get another computer or whatever else you want to mm-hmm. do. You can do it. If you want to sin, you can sin. Okay, so the desire's got to be there first. Right. So what I what I feel is for guys who who use filtering software, man, use it because it helps support your internal desire mm-hmm. and keeps you in that focus. And it also it eliminates the pressure. Some guys uh, feel that having filtering software helps eliminate the pressure that they feel when they go on the internet. And you know mm-hmm. as well as I do, man. The internet is created for some great things, but it's created for some really bad oh, things sure. too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so we can get instant nowadays. We can get instant access to the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. Okay, if we yeah. want, exactly. press a button, it's there. Yeah. Okay. So for guys, some guys they feel that pressure is re- relieved when they have the filtered software, mm-hmm. so they don't even have to worry about it. They don't have to make the conscious decision. Right. Mm-hmm. So now the conscious decision means I'm going to have to get around that to pursue an evil desire. Exactly. Okay. So I, I would support it. I think it's a good now, thing. Now, which in doing that, if someone wants to find a way to get around it, it just cements that bad habit even That's deeper. Right. That's right. Pascal, did you oh, have I think I think one of the best uh, filtering softwares out there that, that I've seen is Triple um, uh, X Church has one that's an accountability software. Is it so X3? It's um, X3, uh, yeah, X3. X3 Watch. Yes, X3 okay. Watch. So what it does is that you set up an accountability partner and it sends a weekly report to your accountability partner's computer as to every website um, that is questionable you have visited yeah. on your computer. Yeah. I think that is fantastic because... Mm-hmm. Um, because accountability is one of the, the greatest things. That, like we talked about tonight, one, one of the things that, that, that Pastor George did I thought was, was so good was to break the power of shame and to lead the way in doing that was, was powerful. To break the power of shame, shame is, is empowered by secrecy. And so if we have accountability with one another, have an accountability yeah. partner, when we open it up, the power of shame and, and the power of that sin is, is gone. So any tool we can use, for accountability in, in, in relationships like that is, I think, is, is hugely beneficial. So I, w- yeah. I would add to that. I would agree completely. And I would add to that. Filtering software is not the answer. Mm-hmm. No. It's a tool. It's a but tool. I would add to that tool. Mm-hmm. And, and again, there are some great stuff out there. Mm-hmm. But if you have just a filtering software that just is something you control without bringing it into the open mm-hmm. and, and, and challenging you. Because one of the reasons why guys get stuck in sexual sin is because they're still alone. Yeah. Get it out of the alone stage. Remember mm-hmm. I said tonight, pride hides. Break yeah. that spirit. Get it out of the alone stage. Bring it into the accountability stage. Yep. And then you have greater power. That's so right. here you guys, here you have software that helps you talk about these mm-hmm. issues. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So again, using my home, for example, what we do is we talk about these things all the time. Nothing is... Uh, you, it's, it's, it's the kind of situation that there's nothing you can't discuss. 
Mm-hmm. That's okay. Right. Yeah. So when you have something you can't talk about, well, that's the thing the devil works on. Yeah. Sure. So you know, use uh, software. That, and it's out there. There's a lot of Christian stuff that's out there, really great, that helps you talk about and get it out in the open. Yeah. I think, I think anything that shores us up is valuable, right? Mm. It's like, uh, you know, it's like a carpenter going to a job site without a blueprint, Yeah, you know, or without a hammer. You <laughs> know, and somebody saying, well, you know, you can build this house without a hammer. Well, not very effectively, I can't. And I think that, uh, that we play a game with ourselves if we think that we have always got that battle won. Right. You know? That's it's true. Kinda like, it's like the Apostle Paul said that he had to die daily. Yep. There was things yes. that he had to die to on a daily basis. And, and if we're not willing to die to those things on a daily basis, man, that very thing we're unwilling to die to is the thing that, that the devil will try to get us with, mm-hmm. right? And so if I can install something in my life to help with that and shore that up, then I'm ahead of the game. Yeah, right? that's true. And exactly. I, I remember actually at the church, it was when I was still at Lethbridge, uh, I was on the phone with somebody and they said, you know, they had t- heard about this triple X church, you know, mm-hmm. and this software. And I was talking on the phone, so I fired up my computer, you know, <laughs> and I just... Did you press in the triple X? I pressed in triple X church and it wouldn't let me go, right? I was like, why won't it let me go? And then it dawned on me. It's because I have something installed on my computer <laughs> yeah. that filters out anything that's porno, triple yeah. X, yeah. whatever, yeah. you know. And I hadn't even it thought about it. Churches after so, it, yeah. So it wasn't <laughs> like it was. It was something that I needed to every yeah. day. Man, I'm glad I got that filter on there because I'd forgot yeah. it was there. That's yeah. right. And just entering those three X's reminded me of it, and I went. Oh yeah, yeah. I put that on my computer. And it's not one the movie with, with uh, Vin Diesel or anything. No, no, no. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, and I think I think it's a, to answer the question uh, simply is it's a tool that is valuable, mm-hmm. but it doesn't replace the tool which is still the Word of God. That's yeah, right. Exactly, yep. exactly. And being confident of our relationship with Christ, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's key. I don't think a lot of guys are confident in their relationship with Christ. And I mean, we had some guys come up last night who, who mm-hmm. didn't know if they were saved or not yeah you know and i had uh, the very first sunday we launched our new church in chilliwack a lady came to the altar just literally vibrating didn't know if she was saved i said how long mm. you been in church all my life i said wow. you've been in church all of your life and you don't know if mm. you're saved no i live in fear of it every day wow oh, my Lord. i said okay then we're gonna do something <coughs> about yeah, that absolutely and i just let her in a, in a reconfession of her faith and she just calmed right down. It was just like, Ooh. And I just showed her in the Word. I said, you believe the Bible? Yes, I do. I read it every day. I said, then read this every day if you have to. You know, die to this mm-hmm. thing every day. Die to that fear every day. Yeah. I wonder how many times Paul, the apostle, uh, revisited in his mind his chapter 7 of Romans. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> just, you know, da- dying yeah, daily, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. Or Philippians 3, you know, being yeah. conformed unto his death. You know, I mean, that, that was a revelation, right? That wasn't, that wasn't just, okay, guys, this is a good teaching lesson. This is something I drummed up out of the Old Testament for mm-hmm. you. I mean, he's saying, you know, the, the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of yeah. sharing in his sufferings, being conformed unto his death. Mm-hmm. I think, like, his death? What does his death have to do with it? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, th- I thought we were about life. And he's saying, no, 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 i got to be conformed to his death. In other words, I have to die and be resurrected. And, of course, you know, Galatians shores that up. You know, I'm... Uh, I've been raised with him through baptism, you know, yep. and uh, yep. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet mm-hmm. not I, but Christ liveth in me. I mean, that is that death thing again. Yeah. It's being mm-hmm. dying to who we are. And that is the tough one. 
That is oh, a yeah. tough one. I Can mean, I say that we can't die to who we are until we recognize who we are? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think some true. of the teaching has been false, especially in dealing with sexual sin. Mm-hmm. We've been taught to reject our humanity. Yep. And tonight you put that very clearly, Pastor Kelly. We need to re- embrace our humanity sure. and then deal with it. Yeah. Under God's word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I can't die to what I'm not alive to. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. let's get alive to it let's and realize, hey, you know, this is me. Mm-hmm. I've got a, I've got an old man and a new man. And I sure. got to put that old man to death daily mm-hmm. so the new man can stay resurrected. That's right. And I'm telling you right now, a lot of guys think that once I get saved, everything's taken care of. Yeah. Well, it's only the beginning. Mm-hmm. We are saved and being saved. We are transformed and being transformed. Exactly. We are new mm-hmm. and being made new. So we keep on that process. Yeah. And I appreciate, Pastor Kelly, what you said tonight, that that renewing in Romans 12, 1 and 2, it's a process. It is, That's yeah. right. Okay? So don't just go to a conference and get prayed for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? That's the beginning. Go home and renew your mind. That's transform right. your That's mind. Right. Change your mind. In fact, I, I just had a discussion of, of this particular issue with a 15-year-old in my church the other mm-hmm. day. And we're talking about that. And he said, you know, I recognize that this isn't an issue of biology. Mm-hmm. It's an issue of the heart and the mind. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's not an issue of being an animal. No. It's an issue that's of being right. human. But that's, that's right. what the world would like to tell us. Mm-hmm. Right? You got yep. these hormones in your system, buddy, and there's just that's nothing you can do about it. Right? That's right. But there is something we can do about it because can, our, our mind actually controls the flow of those things in our body. And another way, you know, when you go through this revelation of being fully human and, and, and degrading yourself to the animal, it, to me, when I got that revelation, one of the things that came alive to me was fasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because an animal doesn't fast. True. Right? No. When an animal's hungry, it eats. It and, eats and, just, and, right? and it feeds its fleshly desires. When it wants it, it gets That's it right. and all this kind of stuff. Absolutely. When you fast, it's actually bringing you back to fully human again. Yeah. Because now, now you are... Mm. You're you, denying your body. You're denying your body and you're, you're allowing your spirit to raise up and have that kind of... Yep. Thing. So that's that's another awesome tool oh, yeah. uh, to use as well. Yep, absolutely. Um, now, uh, uh, Pastor Kelly, I was wondering at the beginning of your message where you were going to go. Because yeah. I, had, I had asked you, hey, you know, what are you going to talk about? <laughs> and you said it about, the, obviously, the sex thing. But I didn't obviously, you didn't give me any, any pointers or anything, which is fine. I, I won't be offended by that. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> you, you brought up, uh, I thought you were going to go down the road of your fences message. Right. But it had aspects of it, but it, obviously mm-hmm. you didn't rehash it. You, you started at one point and all of a sudden you went almost like right around to the other end and kind of took it from obviously the, the sexual part of things. And that was totally interesting when you, when you obviously brought up about the being formed and being spoken uh, to the part of uh, Satan, his game plan for us to be brought down to animal status. And it's interesting how he so is almost jealous of us. He is jealous of us, absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Of, of him not having that, uh, that tr- like, and, and even when when you brought about the spirit, soul, and body, about God breathing into us and so on, and how He is a Trinity, and all of a sudden we all of a sudden have become, in some ways, yep, we're three part, three, three part. Never yeah. saw that before. I knew it, but never saw it. And I'm wondering, wondering how, how many light bulbs went on in there. Yeah. And <laughs> clearly one back there. Yeah. Uh, now, what, what sparked that? You know, we've got, we got a few more minutes. But anyway, how, how did that or how did that revelation come to you? Like what, what sparked it? I think uh, for me, it was going down a process of renewing my own mind and being frustrated with what wasn't working and mm-hmm. hearing all the teaching on how to overcome and, 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 and going, you know, you got to pray more. You got to do this. You got to, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, die to self and all the rest of that and going, OK, that's all great. It works for a season, but mm-hmm. it's not. 
I was like, I'm missing something. And, and having to develop that game plan. And, and I remember reading through Genesis and got to verse 26. And I was like, there's a distinct pattern break. He, he, he spoke, he spoke, he spoke, he spoke, and he formed. Mm-hmm. And he formed us. And I was like, man, what's the purpose of Genesis 1 and 2? It's to scream to us loudly, we are fully human. And that's when I went down this, this path and went, wait a second. When, and, and what area of my life does that does that uncover? And I, w- I first went through, well, that's, that's the power of evolution. The devil's brought this evolution theory in there to, to remove that human aspect from us and, and, to, and to remove that uniqueness from us as, as with a simple little twisted theory yeah. um, and, and, and did that. And so I was like, what er- other areas has he done this in? And I suddenly I began looking and said, you know, when we say it's just sex, and all the different things. Well, you know, I just had some tail. All, I'm all, mm-hmm. the, all I mean, we all these little degree things. This is going to be a PG yeah. podcast. All the, yeah. <laughs> all the, all the, all the different di- things that we use are mm-hmm. all animal terms. Surely mm-hmm. are. Yep. And I was like, wow, look at this is the deception of this thing is remove. And it's just a body act. It, mm-hmm. It's just, if we can just keep it a, a body thing and, and a biological uh, function and, and, and all this kind of stuff. And it's natural. And, and, you know, and, and people, they, you know, I mean, they've got songs like "Let's do it like they do it on Discovery Channel" and all the rest. I mean, they, and they, <laughs> right. they they put they make it an it's animal true. act, and I was true. like, "Wow!" And and that's to me is what the difference between God's view of sex mm-hmm. is is a three part thing. Mm-hmm. It's my spirit, it's my soul, it's my body mm-hmm. engaged in in one of the most intimate things we can right. we can possibly do in God's context, and it makes in the right context it, it context it makes us come alive and we and and there's a purity in it and there's an mm-hmm. intimacy in it and it's powerful and anything anything outside of that even in our marriage relationship if we just make it about the body a thing and you've heard i've heard preachers talk about this as just it's just it's a biological thing guys need sex every three days that it wives don't you know yeah. and they, every they, three days yeah that's what they say <laughs> i've heard, heard that and I'll, um at least that's anyway, pretty good well, that's so long <laughs> anyway yeah <laughs> But okay. I've heard guys <laughs> preach this stuff, and I was like, yeah, that's good. But we're missing the intimacy thing. And when we get out of that, the mm-hmm. first thing to go when we, when we go out of God's will is the intimacy. And it, it corrupts intimacy with God. It corrupts intimacy with my wife. It does. And it corrupts mm-hmm. intimacy uh, with, my, with myself. And, 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 when you, and I was like, wow, that's, that's stealing us, robbing us. What if this is the devil's biggest ploy? And, mm-hmm, and sure. so I started looking around the world and how, and, and all the things from Greenpeace to, I mean, you just, you just span it and the scriptures come alive and all these, you know, it, just, I was, it just kind of eroded as I went down that path of thought. That's right. Wow. And, and you're right, the whole Darwinian theory thing has, has tried to reduce man into that type of a thought yeah. train, which is, why, which is why there's this whole culture that values the life of animals yeah. more than humans. Mm-hmm. And if it values them on the same scale, they have then reduced the human to an animal form. Yep. But they seem to have taken it even further than that. You know? and, and they'll make all kinds of statements. They'll say, well, will humans prey on one another? Uh Excuse me, but animals do that all the time. And a redeemed human doesn't prey on people. Mm-hmm. A redeemed human prays for people, and he looks <laughs> yeah. to save people. And, uh, you know, and, and I think about, uh, you know, Gandhi. You know, we mm-hmm. all know who Gandhi was, but he made the statement many years ago, of course. He said he could believe in Christ if it wasn't for the Christians. Yes. Yep. Or he could serve Christ if it wasn't for Christians. And I think no one has done more for his nation of That's India right. than Christians. 
They have educated his people. They have brought the gospel. They have invested in the nation there at every imaginable level to the tune of billions and billions of dollars. And yet in his blindedness, he would say, well, I could follow Christ if it wasn't for Christians. It's interesting that you bring up India because one of the things that kind of went down this this trail for me was going to Cambodia. And walking into and going into a Buddhist nation, and then and then having the Hindu influence and, and this kind of stuff, and the elevation that those religions give to animals, animals. and the status of That's animals right. and all this kind of stuff, and, and and it's amazing how it degrades society as a whole. Sure. And you and you lose the. So the, it affects the morals of the society. It affects yeah. the morals. And when C.S. Lewis says, "If you if the if the morals erode, our humanity erodes," sure. mm-hmm. and when he said that, I, all of a sudden I went, the flood. Yep. Right, I mean, humanity was stripped because of the morals were totally corrupt. They were acting like animals, and God viewed them in the in the same way. Mm-hmm. As, and, and that's why He's like, okay, I. I well, sure, I, and even wow. even take it even further with with the Hinduism, yep. of course, which and Gandhi was a Hindu, right? Mm-hmm. He was he was uh, the world would look at him and say, wow, what a great man. And yeah. yet, this great man <clears throat> believed that Christians hadn't done anything for his nation, so he was obviously deceived. This great man subscribed to a belief system mm-hmm. that lowered women to the status yep. of being able to be burned if their dowry wasn't paid. Yep. And they, he also subscribed to a caste system mm-hmm. where the people were not all the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that the poorest of the poor, you can do anything to them without any legal ramification because their karma is bad and, and what they've got, they've brought on themselves. So, so you, can, you can rape a delete woman without ever fear of any kind of repercussion mm-hmm. yeah. and yet uh, and yet try to elevate an elephant yeah to god's status yeah, yeah. you know or uh, some kind of a conglomerate of animals to yeah. god's status and yet and people would say oh what a great man i yeah. think you you were totally deceived if you think he was a great man he was yep. one of the most deceived men of all time yep it's interesting how pascal you brought up obviously the uh, east asian countries uh, elevating the status of an animal um, and you look at obviously like you and, and Joy Lynn are involved with what was the ministry you guys are involved not in? for sale not yeah. for sale not for sale and you look at how they've treated kids yeah just like it's like bang one they respect and it's, it's, it's true two. you they respect there's dogs everywhere yeah um, cats everywhere because they won't kill them and mm-hmm. and in Thailand in in particular. Um, uh, Al and Terry have a very very sick dog and we look at him saying we got to put it. they said you can't. They won't you allow can't, it. They won't allow it. You mm-hmm. can't put it down. You put uh, the animal yeah, because that's inhumane. But this, in the same nation, um, you can put a kid there, down. You can you put can, a kid you down. You can put a kid down. Yeah, or you can well. just take a child. You can <coughs> take a newborn baby and walk off and lay it in the jungle mm-hmm. and walk away. You yeah. know, and leave that child there and to that's, die. And that is, I mean, we can look and, and just be appalled by that. But that's the devil's ploy. Sure and, and we're and we're fooled. If we think that's not his ploy in the Western world and that we're so much more civilized, yeah. um, when there's, there's subtle things that he's doing the exact same erosion mm-hmm. here, and, and we are, as a church, have been ashamed and, and um, very silent in some of these issues yeah. um, and, and afraid to talk about them. <clears throat> Yep. Well, we're over 30 minutes, but that actually was really, really good. Uh, Do- Pastor, I keep calling you Dr. George. Please keep calling <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. George, <laughs> come about. George is one of the most common names in our movement. Yeah. I, you know. <laughs> but I'm the only one without the doctor. But keep calling yeah, me. That's right. That's right. Uh, what, uh, what church are you at? In Sherwood Park, Victory again? Church in the Park, Sherwood Park, and do you guys, I'm sure you guys have a website. What's the website? It's called VictoryInThePark.org. Okay, people can check you out. Pascal, 
I'll say it, victorylethbridge.ca. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Morris, that was your old stomping grounds it in was. Lethbridge. It was, absolutely. Do you guys have a website in We do, okay. v-church.com. v-church.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Feel free to comment on addendum. Uh, this is obviously a special addendum. And by the way, Pastor Morris, you and I started the addendum. We did. We started the addendum. And the baton, so to speak, was passed on to Pastor yeah. Passed on to Pastor <laughs> Kelly. That's and, right. And uh, basically, Pastor George, I don't know if you know it, but the addendum is our podcast where we, uh, I have talked to Pastor Morris about his messages when he was there, and then now I talk to Pastor Kelly about his messages on Monday morning, and we kind of hash through some stuff, and, and some fresh stuff usually pops out. And now you brought so, me in to talk about clocks. That's right. Clocks. Yeah. That's yes. right. Exactly right. So, <laughs> Thank you. So, <laughs> thanks everyone for listening. Feel free to comment, and uh, we'll see you next year, 2012. Ciao. 2012.